is up. The Lord is up to something. But before we go any further, I want to welcome you all to Emmanuel Prayer Line. This is the month of the family finance. The seventh month, this is the month of the family finance. And we have been waiting on the Lord in prayer, in particular concerning the family finance. And, and we, we are desiring that the Lord will bless the work of our hands. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. So, it's of a great importance that those who are staying staying strong. I know that fasting is not something that a lot of people wants to hear, but it is one of the most powerful tools in the hands of uh, a natural man. I will say it again. Fasting is one of the most powerful. I didn't use the word spiritual man. I'm talking of a natural man, flesh and blood. I'm talking of flesh and blood. I'm talking of us, a human being. Fasting is one of the most powerful tools in our hands that the Lord has given to us. If Jesus fasted, I don't see why me. I have to decide to find excuses why I shouldn't. Hallelujah. Especially when things have become more or less like a very challenging thing than prayer. We've been praying. It's not moving. I want to show you something before I go into these words and we study a little bit further deep. I want to tell you something small as a, an opening of blessings. Hallelujah. That the disciples faced a challenge with a visitation of a child that was not feeling well by the, the parent of the child. And then they requested for the prayer of the disciples to bring healing to this young man. But what the disciples did could not bring any solution to the man's uh, son. So the man went to Jesus Christ and said, Lord, you couldn't handle it. The disciples couldn't handle it. So they themselves were amazed. The disciples themselves were shocked to the point where they were wondering, why couldn't we heal this boy? Because Jesus has taught us everything, whatever the, the principles and all the gimmicks of prayer and everything you can, you can mention about this prayer thing. And they have seen results before on other areas of, um, of their journey. But, but with this situation or with this particular matter, there was a need, there was a need that they could bring solution to the whole environment, but nothing happened. They were not successful, hallelujah. They were not successful. So the question now came uh, is, the, the disciples began, began to ask himself, Lord, how come that we could not handle this matter by bringing healing to this world? And Jesus maybe this side, I've not taught you about stuff, but I'll show you. I will show you, this is, there are some issues you can only deal with them, not only by prayer, but you have to add fasting to it. Hallelujah. So it, it explained to my understanding that fasting is one of the tools that sharpens the edge of prayer. Hallelujah. So, for example, if you want to move a particular mountain and you've said all the words that you want to say or made all the decree, decrees and declarations that you want to make and it's still not working, the best way to add to it is to be able to declare with fasting whilst you are praying on the same subject so that by the grace of God, the Spirit of God will begin to unearth anything that seems to be covering the results that you are looking for. Hallelujah. That is why with this family month, we want to believe God that everything that is called drought in terms of finances 
in the family will come to an end. Amen. Hallelujah. Emmanuel, are you happy with me still? <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I know you are very reluctant, but I, I, I have to, I have to be strong and tell you the truth. Amen. Because if I don't tell you the truth and I sugarcoat things and I come and give you a motivational speech and encouraging motiv and and um, uh, what are the other words that we can use so that your emotion is hyped up high and yet your spirit is is bogged down low and then whatever you are expecting in your soul is not realized or materialized or it's not coming to pass as speedily as you want it then you want to ask yourself or you, want, you might even question your your faith question your god question your pastor question your your people question yourself question a whole lot of stuff but most of the things that we are dealing with based on the issues of the past and the family patterns and other things that we've been praying and breaking for the past few few uh, weeks by the grace of God. Now we have come to that place of understanding the need of fasting too. We have dealt with fasting. I, I thought about fasting. <laughs> Hallelujah. So now where we are heading towards, we need the addition of fasting to the prayers we are praying so that whatever seems to be like a hard rock that has been or a boulder, a boulder that is resting upon our breakthroughs, the edge of our prayer can be sharpened with fasting so that it can penetrate through the boulders and shatter them in pieces so that we can get our freedom and rise in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 So tonight we shall be praying. We shall be praying. I've had more of my mothers, most of them on the platform. I'm so grateful to every one of you, my brothers and everyone that is here. This is Jerry and the rest. I thank God for all of you for uh, coming on the platform for tonight. But the question that we're going to deal with tonight is who is controlling my time? I don't think that an average person will ever sit down and ask themselves this kind of question, that who is controlling my time? Last Sunday, we started with this thing, a time issue that we dealt with very, very uh, deeply, a little bit, well, I'll, I'll say a little bit because there's so much that I have to share on time in particular, and, and, and quite a few stuff that the Lord has give, uh, given me yesterday and this afternoon. Uh, I, I think that the church must begin to uh, value every second that we have or we are given. So, for example, the last few minutes that you started coming on the platform, now it's 11 past uh, 7 o'clock here in London. I don't know what moment of time that you have in your place that you've called me from, but I believe that it may not be the same. Those of you in other parts of Europe and those in Africa, uh, those in America, I don't think we may, we may be on the same platform. No, I don't think so. Hallelujah. Which means that every moment of the slot that we have been given by the grace of God, the Spirit of God wants us to make good use of those moments hallelujah the bible says that he appointed the moon and the suns and all the rest of the things that we can see for a sign and for a season so whatever we have there is also a time frame to humanity amen uh, job 14 verse 1 going down helps us to understand that a man's life or a man born of a woman is full of trouble <laughs> Lord, Lord, have mercy on us. Amen. Which means that every single day that we wake up from bed, the first thing that nature 
produces or brings to our doorstep with a knock is what? Trouble. And another thing that comes to mind is this, that the life that God has given to us to also is in frame of a period. Let me put it well so that you can understand what I mean. That your life, the ages that the Lord has given to you to exist on this planet Earth is between one point of a, a particular um, uh, duration another point. So within that place of what the, the beginning and the end of your life is your... your it's your allotted portion where you must make use of the things that he has called you to do. Therefore, every single moment of our life on earth here must be accounted for by us. Amen. But one thing that I have come to observe based on my little years on earth I'm not, I'm not old enough I'm very very young but I have sat down and I analyzed so many things and, and I've, I've, I've sat down to um, observe so many things yesterday I was here and one of the most powerful guys that I've, I've ever, ever worked with I was here and they sent me a test and said that he has just passed this morning very very close friend very close brother very close uh, person to me very very close very very close and uh, the test came to my wife and she said to me that oh brother so and so has passed on i just got the test and i checked my phone and i said yeah it's true and it was just a couple of um, minutes or so that the situation got to us because we are very very close uh, me and him we have very close uh, ties in a whole lot of stuff and when Anne told me about it, I turned around to her and I said that it is good for her. It is good for him. She could not understand initially. So why are you saying this? The brother is dead. And I said, listen, Anna, he is in a better place than we are. The guy is gone and it's good for him. He's done his job. He's trained many people. He was a trainer of church uh, choirs. He, has, he was a, key, a keyboardist or a pianist and all that. He built a, a whole lot of strong uh, leadership stuff and everything. That is bit. So now the rest, if he's gone, he's gone. Let him go and rest. But it hit me so hard when I was going to work. And inside me, I was crying. And outside me, I was praying and I was thinking, Lord, what machine Zomorowski what, what, what was the frame of his time? And what did you call him to do? And did he do or accomplish the task that you gave to him? Or his time was in somebody else's hands being controlled by others? Hallelujah. And so I, I want to draw your attention to this thing so that we take a decisive prayer on these matters by the grace of God, so that we know for sure that every single day you wake up from bed, you begin to analyze how your time will be well organized and used. Because in those places that you use your time well, we will talk about some stuff maybe on Sunday by the grace of God, some technicalities of life hallelujah based on time amen and one of those technicalities are most several let me write this thing down because uh, 
one of those technicalities of this life is is the skill of management the skill of management i'll show you in 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 the book of genesis from the beginning of genesis why god will keep everything on hold because of lack of management and why god would destroy the whole earth because of mismanagement we'll come to all those things and then we're going to the place of commitment with a whole lot of stuff on sunday coming by the grace of god but today today i want to know who is in charge of your time who is in charge of your time if we can borrow some, one of the scriptures from uh, from last week, um, last Sunday, uh, Job, Job chapter 14, uh, verse 5, verse 5. The Bible says that a person's days are determined and you have decreed the number of his month and you have set a limit that he cannot exceed. The days of our lives have been determined by God and the Lord has said that the months of our life on earth here has also been created or numbered. And so there is a limit to how far one can go. And after that place, you are no more of a use to this earth. The Lord will call you back home, just as he called my, my brother home yesterday. So the question that comes into play, that who is in charge of this time that the Lord has given to me? Am I the one in charge? Oh, my family is the, is the one that is in charge. Or oh, my bosses out there, Mr. Patel, is the one that is in charge. Or oh, or oh, Andrew, Andrew, whatever, is the one that is in charge of your time. Or oh, your husband or oh, your boyfriend is the one that is controlling your time. Or oh, your side chick, that is the one that is controlling your time. Who is in charge of your time? Because if you can be financially sound, you must be able to know how your time is spent every single moment. You should know it. Every one minute, you should know. It is good to have the leeways. I call it the messing around time. Hallelujah. My workplace, that's one of the uh, jargons over there. After I get, I finish my work and I'm moving about, they keep asking, Mark, what is going on? I said, I'm just messing around, you know, because I don't have anything to do. So I finished my quota and I've done extra. So the rest is just for me to chill out. And that has become most of our lives and our um, mantras and also our speech, our attitude, our lifestyle. And we have forgotten that there are more for us to achieve. And sometimes we give people opportunity to control our life or our time or our days, our months that God has allotted you. If your Bible is close to you, John chapter 6 verse 7 Let's hear what the Spirit of the Lord says from John chapter 6, uh, chapter 7, verse 6. John chapter 7, verse 6. The scripture says this, my Lord Jesus Christ speaking. Jesus said to them, my time has not yet come, but your time is always ready. This is the statement of our Lord Jesus Christ. And guess whom he was saying that statement to? He was saying that statement to his mother. His biological mother, the brother was telling his mother that, listen, mom, my time has not yet come. Hey, boy, 
I gave back to you. I know how I struggle with the, all the embarrassment and the shame and everybody telling me that, oh, you've gotten pregnant out of wedlock and all this mess and everything. And I was almost, almost, that I was almost losing my husband because of you. And now come and do this favor for me, having an embarrassment in the house. And I know what you carry. I know the grace on your life. I know what you, you are capable of doing. And I've called you to come and do this for me. And you are telling me my time has not yet come. What is your time? What is your time? And actually, who gave you even that time? Hallelujah. Oh, my sobriety, sonadizar. Hallelujah. People of God, I want to tell you these things. That what Jesus Christ was trying to impress on the heart of his mother was this. That everyone has got a limit on life, on this earth. Including Jesus Christ himself. Therefore, every single moment of the time that he has, or every single opportunity that he has on earth here, he does not want to waste it on errands that does not profit him. Which, in other words, I can put it called foolish errands. Amen. If you don't take care, somebody will make you run their errands and then waste or use your time to fulfill their agenda. And then you miss out on your time fulfilling your calling responsibilities. So a church or a body of Christ or a people that the Lord has called us, every single one of us must at every single moment of our journey and any place that he puts us or any environment he allocates us, we must be able to do what he has called us to do. And so he made a statement this way. When the mothers and the parents were looking for him, when he was found in the temple, he said, I must be about my father's business. He used that word business i must be about my father's business because when it comes to the father's business if you are not diligent oh i'm already scratching the surface of sunday's message already hallelujah if if you don't have the attitude of diligence to be able to manage the 24 hours the lord has given to you laziness will make you waste the time boredomness will make you waste the time strange people will come into your life and come and waste the time and even mr Patel and all the NHS and everyone that you can mention. I don't know whatever you are doing, whatever job that you are doing. But hey, I want you to realize this, that if you, if we don't manage our days and our time well, then as the time keeps on ticking, we are losing on the opportunity to become effective and efficient servants of the king. And so he said, that my time has not yet come, but your time is always here. Let's hear what David would say when he found out the necessity of allowing the creator of time to control his allotted time. Because if you want to have a very useful uh, meaningful use of any object, it is only found or it can be well utilized by the manufacturer. Anyone who produces something, for example, if you're a cook and all that, if a cook has done his nice okra stew and with some nice banku or something to attach to it and to be able to make a very good meal for the evening or whatever time they want, 
Listen, they know the things, the ingredients that they put together to be able to bring that beautiful aroma with that nice slimy stain and all the beautiful things that are in there. He knows all the wale and never. How do you call it? Is it wale or wale? Uh, well, forgive me. Yeah. I feel like having food, that's all. <laughs> you see, so when, when she tells you that this food, when you finish eating it, it should last you for at least the next 20, 12 hours or the next 24 hours. She knows the ingredients that is going in there that can sustain your life. One, to give you the nutrients that you need. Two, the energy that you need. Three, the sustenance of sap that you need to be able to keep your body running till that 12 or 24 hours that they have promised. It is the same way with us as human beings that whatever manufacturer that manufactured us and created us in his image and placed us in the time that is the piece of the eternity that he set on earth here for us to duplicate in there and walk and make use of that moment he knows how those times can be managed Hallelujah. He knows how those moments can be well organized. He knows what to do so that you can maximize the time. Hallelujah. And so he will put it this way, that we have to redeem the time for the days in which we are in are evil. When I heard that statement, it blessed my heart. When I read that scripture, my heart was pleased knowing that even whatever has happened yesterday, that I was not so smart enough to identify, to manage my time well. I may have given it to somebody. Now there is an opportunity and a process of being able to redeem those times that has been wasted. And that gave me a sense of quest to say, Lord, so then how do I be able to redeem those times? We'll talk about that on Friday, time redemption. But today I want us to focus on how, who is actually controlling the time that you have. Who is controlling your age? Who is controlling your moment? Who is controlling your 24 hours? Who has got the big chunk of it? I want you to cast your eye back. Let's do practical stuff now, okay? Yes, when I came from work, I sat down for about five, 10 minutes. The five, 10 minutes was all dozing off. Nothing else but just sleeping. You know, I was trying to open my eyes to pray and I had the phone on praying so that they can keep me praying. And yet my wife came and knocked me. I said, hey, wake up, wake up, hallelujah. I was sleeping. Yes. So within that frame, my eyes were gone because the body was shut down. I've been working all night and then now came, came home. I was sleeping. Then I got to a point where I've, I realized I need the bed proper than sitting in the sofa. So I had to put my head down after dropping the kids to school and everything. I came home, slept, stayed stay a little bit with mommy and then went straight to bed and I began to sleep. So within the time and the time I woke up, my life has been sleeping and snoring all the, all the hours. And then I woke up and I said, no, I must make good use of this uh, rest of the minutes that's left here. So I have to prepare this. I have to do this. I have to do that. And I began to do it, including going into my garden to, to tend the garden for, I gave 10 minutes to tend my gardens. And I did that, that 10 minutes. After the 10 minutes came in the living room, come and clean up here. The kids have made mess. Come said, I want to spend 10 minutes. So I was allotting time to do this and do that and do that. Why? Because I don't want to waste those minutes that I have got. And every one of them, I must account for every one of those moments. The question is, who has been controlling your time since you woke up from bed this morning? That's the question I want us to be practical about. 
Can you sit down and strategize and say that, okay, from 7 o'clock to 8 o'clock, this is what I was doing. Between 8 and 9.15, I was at this place or driving through traffic, going to work. Within 9.15 and 10.45, what was I doing? I was doing this, I was doing that. Between 10.45 to 12 or whatever, you mentioned, oh yeah, I was having lunch and all that. And what about 12.50 to 1 o'clock? What was I doing? Between 1 o'clock and 3 o'clock, what have you been doing? That is how you begin to analyze the day that the lord has given to you because time is morning time is morning we are paid in our various jobs based on this life that we spare for the work and the things they want us to achieve at that workplace that is why the bosses sign the check for us at the end of the month at the end of the week or at the end of every other week because they want to use your life to fulfill their assignment so that they can I don't want you to feel bad, but the question is still standing. Who is controlling my time? Who has got the biggest portion of the time that I do have? Who is the one that I can say for sure that is in charge of my life? And the Bible says in Psalm 31 verse 15, says, my times are in your hands. Deliver me from the hand of my enemies and from those who persecute me. These are the prayers of the psalmist. David was crying out, seeking for the help of the Lord, that he can only place his time in the hands of him who created the time for him so that he will manage those times for him. Because when he comes to the place of trying to manage his time, he has somebody out there who is called an enemy. My apology. There is somebody out there who is an enemy, who does not want to see the benefit of his time. And so he says that, I place my time that you've given to me, I give it back to you. So he said, I place my times. He used those words there. You can read it for yourself. Psalm 31 verse 15. Psalm 31 verse 15. Anyone who has got Bible, please open up and let's see whether it is true or not. He said, my times are in your hand. He did not place one, but everything that he had as a, as a, as a companion or as a, a collective time of his life back to the hands of the one that made him. And so he said, my times are all in your hands. And this is what I am asking you to do for me. I want you to be the one that is in charge of this time. In other place, he will say, you are the bishop of my soul. We will come to that place to understand how the soul is connected to time because the soul deals with the emotions, the, the will and, 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 and the desires and all that. And they are all connected to time. And every one of them speaks a particular language. That time must also respond to that. Whether it is the will, whether it is the emotion or whether it is the intellect, every one of them says something that connects to time. And time must also... Hashimokrates. Last night, the Spirit of God gave me a revelation. And let me drop it on you, just in case you may understand. Every statement, every word that we speak by our soul or the declarations of our soul comes into the place of time. If you have looked at the time carefully, it is put in segments. Why? Because those segments are the places that captures the moment of our declarations or the moment of our words or the moment of our sounds, the moments of our emotions. The moment that time is captured 
those sound then it begins to move it forward so if you've seen the clock it keeps sticking forward it does not go backwards what is it's doing is that it's trying to convey your information into a life like trying to bring the sound into a, a tangible commodity that can become facilitator part of your life to bring to pass whatever assignment the lord has called for you so when we talk about making a positive confession or making a positive decree listen to me you are speaking into the into the creations where time is in existence and within that slot or that moment that you made that declaration from your mouth that slot of time picks it up and keep it running until the moment where the thing becomes life and becomes also a living thing to to stay with you so it is very vital to notice every moment of our lives what we do with it hallelujah and when we do that it will help us to become very useful citizens to the kingdom of god because he knows that the lord knows that you will not be a one that will waste your opportunity but the question is who is now in charge of my time am i the one that is in charge of my time is it the lord who made me in charge of my time or my environment is the one that is in charge of my time or TikTok, TikTok, TikTok. they have set the algorithm to a point where when you begin to watch it keeps set, setting you up to a better thing that will actually attract you except the ones that we post on online you know <laughs> when you post anything good online that one they won't want you to watch those things like when i post some of these decrees or declarations or statement of fact and statement of faith things that can empower somebody when you are posted out there one of the the maximum i've received on one of the things that i, I did in two hours was 1400 and i said wow this is amazing but others are receiving 15 million views in seconds and in four hours, all that the best I could achieve for one of the things that I sent out, if you got it as a wife year, wife year, I sent that statement around as a declaration, some of the quotes that I keep quoting and all that. And, and it came with 1,400 um, views. And I said, well, at least 1,400 people have watched this. Now, sense of confidence and that kind of thing that is called fear will be out of their time so they can use the rest of the time profitably. Who is controlling your time? Is this a spiritual force that you are trying to keep yourself in check and do whatever you can? And yet something somewhere is pulling you away from your true identity and responsibility. And so by the time you realize yourself, the 24 has ended and nothing profitable has been added to your life, added to the society you are in, added to the community you are in, or to anything or anybody or even to the kingdom of God. All because the devil knows that when you understand how to control or manage the time you have, you will become a useful citizen to your society, to the kingdom of God, to yourself, to your family, to your loved ones, to those around you, so he will not make it good. Today, by the grace of God, the Lord helped me to teach a guy that I've been training on the line for uh, with, with a lesson. He always come, he's a young man, he's come from, um, come to the job and then they asked me to be a, his trainer for the past, for the next uh, three months and I've been training him. He, he picked up things very fast and, and good and I'm so pleased with that. And he said he's a Christian, I said good, that, that, that even helps me out well. So we began to do a lot of things and then 
some funny thing i'm sharing a testament for you to know how strange it is to add prayer into your time to add prayer fasting into your time to add the word into your time to add the focus of the things of the spirit into your time and also love and peace and open mind to add them all within the time that you have at the same time focusing on your assignment making sure that you hit a target by the grace of god well this guy was learning a lot of things he got to a point that he was able to do a lot of stuff that on his own because he picked up things very fast i said thank you you know and then i moved to one side to do something else but the moment the brother take over from he takes over from me the machine begins to mess about the machine begins to break and he keeps calling me and i'll come in there and i look at it i will check all settings everything is okay and i said everything is okay it should work perfectly well he says no it's not working i could hear the sound every time it breaks down it makes a particular noise that there is a problem so it calls the attention of uh, an engineer or whoever can fix it so i come out there look at it the moment i hold the machinery it begins to work and i said my brother look at it the thing is working See, yeah, but I didn't do anything. I said, I do understand you. I saw you. I was watching you. And I move away. And then the thing happens again. The maximum will be about two or three bucks. And then things go back down. And I come back again. And it, it happened about seven, eight times. So I stopped the line and I began to speak to him. I said, listen, my brother, this is a sign for you to know that when you are coming in here, you should not come with your natural eyes. He said, what do you mean, my brother? What? He's a Nigerian guy. So what do you mean, my brother? I said, listen, we don't walk into this workplace with our natural eye. You are a spiritual man. You are a child of God. You have to invoke the presence of the Lord to be with you, for we don't know what we are dealing with. For all you know, there could be some strange stuff that is hitting on this machine because we are not the only people who uses it. So stretch your hands on the machine and pray. Let's see what happens instantly. Oh, Jesus Christ. Instantly, things were working well. And then he looked at my face and you know um, our nigerian brothers those of my nigerian people who are listening to me please this no with no offense he said now wow <laughs> i said yes this is a sign quite a few <laughs> other things happened and this 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 morning one of them was our tea break when we went for tea he was he was doing other things and mistakenly he delayed a little bit so i took over from him and i was running the line before he even came when he came there he got into the place and we're out there i said my brother the time you came is late and you shouldn't do that again i've warned you three times this is the fourth one i don't want it to happen again i'm begging you this is important because it's a line and we are we have a target and blah 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 i was saying all kinds of stuff to encourage him then after a while when i moved away he was he took over running the whole thing and things were going all of a sudden the machine breaks down and we must make sure to finish that particular product that we're doing in that particular time that we had and the minutes that he was late it was that minute that we're delayed with so now i had the opportunity to turn around and say you see the value of this minute that you have that you wasted an hour there and then he began to say, oh, my brother, again, again. I said, yeah, I just want you to see the value of time. So I took a moment and sat with him. I, st I stopped the line. I said, listen, listen to me. I have to, I've got to take you through this. I said, listen, every single blick or click that goes on a clock 
counts for something. It's a sound that speaks of a destiny of people achieving a purpose at that particular click. So if you miss that opportunity to make sure that that one counts for something or something that you are doing, and rather use your time to chill out, use your time to just seek for pleasure and don't seek for performance of things that you are doing, you will end up finding yourself in a hot water and not realizing the full potentials of who you are. Lo and behold, 30 minutes to the time, now we are halfway through the whole product that we need to get out of the whole thing. And then I'll keep coming in there. I say, you see the value of that minute that you have wasted? He said, yes, my brother, I understand. I said, you keep seeing, I, I kept on knocking on his nose until he got it into his heart. It was the two of us who left last. Literally, Matt, I, was, I left so last, so late this morning to a point I, I wasn't so amused. When I sat in the car, I was still upset. You know, and the two of us came out of the door together. I said, my brother, you see, everybody's gone. Look, nobody's here. They've all gone. All because of that small moment of you seeking for a little bit of more pleasure of your life and thinking of stretching out and doing this. And I need to go and watch a little bit movie. I need to go. And... Who is controlling your time? You want to be a millionaire. You want to walk in a place of financial freedom, but you don't know how to control your time. And you don't even know who is in charge of your life. And when we talk of money, you are, you are shouting the biggest amens and the hallelujahs that even shocks angels. Angels who have opened their ways can't shut it down. They say, hey, wow, who is shouting that amen? Because we don't know who is even in charge of our time. And the enemy, the enemy has become so smart knowing that if you are able to use your time well, you'll become one of the most powerful women on earth. One of the people who are financially sound, brother, that you can stand and command a lot of wealth in this life and be able to do good to the kingdom. So he will use anything to occupy your time, including sleep including sleep the bible says that a little sleep and a little slumber and a little folding of the arms then poverty poverty will pounce on you like a thief in the night he talks about the sluggard the lazy one i don't want to use all those words and speak about them because they are all part of connections to time and as this year, we are desiring to have the presence of the Lord with us as he has been by his grace. And now we are now coming to the place of financial freedom and abundance. We need to know one who is in charge of our time. We've understood that we do have a time. Now that's good. Uh, the value of time. We've done that on Sunday. Now today, this Wednesday, we are coming to that place of understanding that somebody must be in charge of this time that we have. It's either us, it's either them, or is it that day or him? So we want to go into prayer and pray and ask God the Lord. Uh, this is my suggestion that if you want your time to be well used, let the Holy Spirit be the one that is in charge of your time. Let him be the one that is in control of your time. When Jesus' mother asked him for him to go and change wine and other things and get some more wine for the visitors at the place, at the feast, at the marriage feast, he was protesting. He said, Mom, my time is not up. My time is not here yet. So why are you asking me to do what, what is outside of my time? 
by an act of obedience and trying to please mom, he went ahead and then told them that, listen, fetch some barrels of, of water and keep it there and then use it to feed, uh, feed the people. People of God, if you don't control your time, someone will control it for you. If we don't have full control of our time, the devil, our enemies, will use it for us. Let me show you one of the ways that the devil uses our time. He can bring a test message, a word, a statement, a, a declaration, uh, something. It will pass through your phone. You look at it and it can destroy your whole day from morning till evening. Your mood will be turned upside down. Why? Because you have heard a message that is so upsetting that your heart is beating on top of your, your head. I mean, your blood, sugar, your blood level or your blood sugar level or whatever they call it is shot up high than yourself, your height yourself. Why? Because the devil can, knows how to control other people's time. Others have also gotten to the place where they don't even understand that they don't even have a time. And so whatever goes, goes. So anything that seems a bit of fancy, we all dance to it. And we are dancing to the tune of the devil, to the music and the rhythms of strangers, and to all the ideas and the strategies of people that does not build our lives or build our visions, build our statements, our strength and our energy and all that. All because the enemy knows how to steal our time. Remember, his best job is stealing. The job of the devil is stealing. So you also have to be smart and begin to steal from him. So if you don't understand the word of the word steal, please buy one of my books. Read that session, chapter 9, and it will help you to understand what steal is all about. When the devil steals from you, you also steal from him. And when you put your steel together by the grace of God, you begin to see the manifestation of your true identity. You begin to see the manifestation of the true who you are. You look at yourself and say, yeah, I have arrived. By the grace of God, the Lord brought me here to achieve a purpose. And therefore, nothing changes until I make a move. And so I will change it by the grace of God. And nothing will take me by surprise by the grace of God. I will change the dynamics of this place. I will command this environment environment to, to uh, be accustomed to what I want it to be. The climate of this environment must be conducive to my liking. And so I will change it by the grace of God. These are some of the things that, and these are some of the declarations of those who understand their times. Because for you to achieve a purpose, you must be able to utilize time to achieve those purposes. And Job chapter 5, uh, Job chapter 14, verse 6 will tell us, says the Lord said, look away and let us alone so that we can put something in the time that we have as a hired servant. That's purpose. Making good use of our purposes with the times that we have. Because we are now in charge of those times. Let nobody disturb your peace, my sister. My mom, please, don't think that age has become so, they say, oh, I'm 50, I'm 60, I'm 70, I'm 80, eh, and all that. So my time is ended. No, no, no. There's a strategy. On Friday, we'll deal with it. How, how to redeem the time. Whatever has been lost yesterday, there's a way of getting them back. Amen. There's a way of doing that. But you can only get them back by him who is able to make those times. The one that does not sit in time, but sit out 
outside of the time and is able to control time. Hallelujah. Well, I'll show you some of the scriptures, how man, a natural man, could actually stop the movement of the clock so that it will favor his assignment on earth here for him to achieve that purpose. How a natural man now will have to beat time and be zapped by the spirit of God, be transported from one position to another position to fulfill a sermon because he did not have the speed of a chariot. And so he had to have the strength of the Holy Spirit. We'll talk about that. Hallelujah. How to redeem time on Friday. But today, you should know who is controlling the time. And then on Friday, we begin to redeem the time because now we know who is in charge. Whether it's the devil, you take it from his hands. Whether it's you and you're not managing it well, then we'll deal with that on Sunday, how to manage time, time management and everything. We'll deal with it on Sunday by the grace of God. So this month, we are preparing ourselves to become billionaires. That's the, that's the whole agenda of these messages and everything that's coming. I am preparing you to become financially stable, financially sound, financially strong, financially buoyant, financially powerful in your life. Everywhere you stand, men will look at you and say, ah, wow, wow. A brother today, three people bought some of the, got some of the book in, at my workplace. I had some in the car and they needed me to sign for it. So I signed them and I gave it to them. And then one of them came to me and said, listen, Mark, in fact, it looks funny, but you have no idea. I'm talking about somebody who does not believe in God, who don't want to do anything. His best idea of God is like fanciful, strange uh, stupidity that people just go in there and waste their time with them and all that. Now he came to me and said, listen, I've heard that you gave one of the book to this guy, so I also want one. By the way, tell me the stories of the book. And I began to give him some few here and there. And then I began to speak about steel in there because he wants to understand. He said the title alone is one that is killing him. And he came to tell me. Somebody is not so much of a friend to me. I'm, I'm not too close. It's a different shift. But he was willing to listen or read. He said, I'm prepared. This will be my first Christian literature that I'll be reading. And he's, he's, past, he's almost 50 year old man. He's never read anything about Christian. But he, this will be his first Christian literature. So I picked up some here. I'm going to give it to them. I think that that's the best thing I can do to be a, a blessing to somebody. People of God, I want us to realize this. That if we don't come to that place of understanding who is in charge of our time, we will always be fighting others and neglecting the opportunity to understand why we are in the rut or we are in the condition that we are in. But before we can get to that place of the billionaires, when we have the full picture of what time is and who is in charge of this time, when you get there and you are running and you have your millions and your billions all over, this business is ticking, this business is running, this business is thriving, this one is doing well, and you are managing them all without stress, hallelujah, without stress, we'll talk about that, we'll talk about that, hallelujah, how to even distress, because I've been there before, I've been in a place where I was stressed, I was depressed, I was, I was suicidal, I will tell you how the enemy uses those things to steal the opportunity of your time from you if only you want to stay with me for a while i think this time issue may last longer than one month that i thought but we'll see what the spirit of god will bring us hallelujah amen so tonight i want us to take a prayer it will be a short prayer but don't be afraid about the shortness of it but i want us to uh, pray and ask god father i am asking of thee oh god the lord help me my time 
I am placing my time in your hands. I want you to be the one that is in charge of my time. Hallelujah. My times are in your hands. I want you to be in your hands. You take charge, oh God. Mm -hmm. Manage it for me. And I am willing. Let me warn you in advance. If you will be praying this prayer, listen to me carefully, please, with all due respect. Everyone that is listening to me, no matter what your age is, you can still make it. As a millionaire, you on this platform, so long as you've connected with the manual prayer line, you will not die before your time. That one is a sure thing. Secondly, Amen. you will fulfill your assignment and become the one the Lord has called you to do. Hallelujah. And then you will never die broke. You will never Amen. die impoverished from actually struggling to no, no, no. Amen. You and your household. It Amen. shall never happen in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. So Amen. long as you are Amen. with us, it will be well with you and with your soul. You will surely Amen. see it happening because of you staying with us and because the teachings that's going to happen here is going to be vast and deep. And every child of God will become so strong and powerful by the grace Amen. of God as the Spirit of God leads us. Listen, our times are very vital. And so if you want to stay with us by the grace of God, you will surely be imparted with all the knowledges that you need in this life. Let me say this. Amen. When you give your time into the hands of the Lord, this is what is going to happen. He will require obedience. Huh. Yes. <laughs> he will require. That's, that's, the, that's the highest. That is the highest sacrifice you will pay. Huh. Say yes. To the mother, to the master, to his voice, to his declarations, to his speech, to say yes. And without questioning and asking, oh, Lord, why this? Oh, I mean this, all this, and all, why should you do this? Listen, if he says turn right, you just turn right. No excuse. He told me stop, and I refused to stop. Slow down. I refused to slow down. As the Spirit of God, I'm late. And I need to run faster. I knew that the Spirit of God is telling me, because nothing will come into my spirit to come and tell me to slow down when I'm speeding. Nothing would come in there to come and the devil will never, <laughs> the devil is always at peace with you if you are doing something wrong. Mm -hmm. Yes. So when I heard the voice says, stop it, slow down, I didn't. Mm -hmm. Little did I know that a, a lonely and a strange car that I just passed was, I just overtook the car, I just went in front of them and zoom, and I, I just, uh, the next thing I saw was a, was a serene sign behind me. And I straight away pulled over. I said, now you will stop. And I was praying as the Holy Spirit. <laughs> Can you imagine this? If you were the Holy Spirit, will you have mercy? No. <laughs> Take you to jail. Next time you will learn sense. From that time, I said, forgive me, Lord. <laughs> you were right. I was wrong. And I lifted mm -hmm. my hands up. Hallelujah. You better surrender so one of the things you you would need in this prayer is obedience it's not about the, the words we'll be praying one minute prayer will be enough but if you don't have obedience to that voice that the lord says that wake up and do this and you are still stretching so lord give me five minutes five more minutes so your alarm is going off why don't you tend and get up from your sleep and do this mm. and you are still stretching out oh a little bit i didn't sleep early i was watching uh kintata uh something so please, 
with all due respect, let's begin a prayer. That's the warning I wanted to give you, that you, the Lord will require obedience from you so that Amen. you hear his voice. Whenever he gives you instructions, you will listen to that instruction. If he tells Amen. you to stop eating a particular meal, just quit it. Hallelujah. If he tells you to avoid some company, don't go and explain things and try to justify things. That's one of our biggest problems, that we don't okay. see the manifestation of God, justification of our wrongs. Mm-hmm. There is no single justification for doing anything wrong, no matter what it is. If you retaliated, you retaliated. And that is not your position. The Bible says that justice or vengeance is mine and I will repay it. So if you took God's responsibility by paying somebody, he slapped you left and you also gave him right, then you have taken God's job. That is not your job. Mm-hmm. Leave it alone for him to do mm-hmm. it. Hallelujah. He Amen. Said, he said, leave it alone. So there are some things, let God do his job. One of my music that I wrote is that you do your bit, you leave the rest for God to do his own for a little mm-hmm. time. He will show up. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. This is not to the shift, neither the battle to the strong. Um, the Lord, our God, he's always there to show up in our state. You do your bit and leave the rest for God to do his own. And Amen. for a while, the Lord will show up. That Amen. is one of the things you have to have at the back of your mind. Amen. You will do your bit and the rest of the responsibilities in the hands of the Lord, because he's Amen. the one that is managing your time. And when he's Amen. managing your time, he will require you to do some things, to wake up, do something, to call you to come and pray, to call you to stop watching some movies or watching some, listening to some strange movies that is disturbing your soul. I think this so a seed. I have to, I have to, I have to talk about the soul matter, the danger, okay. how to destroy your soul quickly how to destroy your soul quickly. We'll talk about that. I'll mm-hmm. take it from one of the books uh, that we are writing on. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. How to destroy Amen. your soul quickly. Amen. There's so much information for us to share, but we, I need your presence here. Connect with us so that I can share this knowledge with you. Wherever you are, you keep that at the back of your mind and be praying and be pondering over it. Go into the Bible when I speak up. Whenever, whatever I say, go into the Bible and research whether it is true or not and compare it with the scriptures and see whether it is of, of a biblical fact or not. And then you live your life by that and see if you will not walk as a millionaire on this life, in this life, in this world in this place hallelujah so let's pray give your time to the lord hallelujah if you can psalm 31 verse 15 he said my times are in your hands oh god my times are in your hands if my time is in his hands then he will manage it for me he will control it for me he will protect it for me he will help me so that it, that it is not wasted hallelujah the, the, Amen. The wasted years we can waste our years we can waste our life we can waste our time in so many things that has no profit in marriages in businesses in careers in ideas in strategies in, in all kinds of stuff but if god is the one that is in charge of it for you he will organize it for you and help you get to the place you need to be and that is my desire for you so tonight lord be the master over my time let's pray let's pray let's pray let's pray Open your mouth and begin to pray now. Please open your mouth and begin to pray. Say, Father, be the one that will control my time. I leave my time in your hands. I give you my times, oh God, in the name of Jesus. Father, I give you my time. I pray thee, oh Spirit of the living God, I give you my time. 
in the mighty name of Jesus, I give you my time. Lift up your voice. Lift up your voice. Anyone that is controlling your time, we will deal with them now. But now you want to call upon the Lord for him to take over your time. The times of your life is now in the hands of your God. It is no more in the hands of you or in the hands of your enemies. If your enemies wants to be the one that wants to control your time, don't allow it tonight. Let God, let God be the one that is in charge of your time. In the mighty name of Jesus, Spirit of God, we all call upon you tonight and we are asking in the name of Jesus Christ, the Lord, our times are in your hands. Imoro tabo shazima karabrasi zikano mosudia paradabadi lembroski brasa vushada limboro tamazuka madia zua rakabo shadi mutani lebrasko vunda imarate karudo zikarabadabo shadayadi vendo status lebraski vushadaya come on pray with me stay with me your time for you in the name of Jesus Christ. Wherever you connected from, we are dealing with time of our lives. That who is in charge of our times? Our times is it in the charge of our enemies or in, in the hands of those who can hurt us or, or those who are controlling us to achieve their purpose? Tonight it shall not be. We want to put our times in the hands of the Lord so that we can benefit from something that the Lord has called us to benefit from. So tonight, Spirit of God, we pray, we commit our times in your hands, oh God. In the name of Jesus, across the world, wherever anyone has tuned in from America, from Ghana, from Spain, from Europe here, from Belgium, from United Kingdom, from any part of the world, from Africa, we ask in the name of Jesus Christ, the Lord, release your grace and your glory to control our times. We put our times in your hands, in the mighty name of Jesus, in the mighty name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus Christ, I pray, O oh God Almighty, King of glory, Father of all. You are the one that formed us in your image and created us, oh God, in a way that you liked. And you want us to live in this time. We declare and decree, oh God, that you be the one that rules and lead our time, oh God. Be the leader and the guide of our lives. We pray today from today that let none control our time. Let none determine where we stand, what we sit, and where we, we sleep. We declare, oh God Almighty, but you be the determiner, you be the controller, you be the one in charge. With your spirit, we are willing to obey your voice as you lead and guide us, O oh God, to achieve purposes in this life. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Hey!
My times are in your hands, O God. 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 In the mighty name of Jesus. Let my time be in your hands, O Jesus. In your hands. Take charge, O God, and rule the affairs of my life forever. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. So that that day. Oh yes, Lord, we bless you. We bless you, oh Lord, we bless you. For you be the ruler and the one to be in charge of our lives. Oh Jesus, be in charge with prayer, Almighty King. Come and glorify yourself, Lord. Hallelujah. The Lord is with us. Amen. Amen. Realize this that whatever you're going through, don't be afraid for what God can do. Hallelujah. Amen. Um, several times how God can come through even in the in the nick of time when you think that everything is now gone uh, the other way, the negative way, the way you were not expecting. In all things, the Bible says that we should give thanks unto the Lord for that is the acceptable will of the Lord concerning our lives. Sometimes things can go so bad, but the bad within there, if our confidence and our trust is in him, that he is the one that is in charge of our times Amen. on earth here, he will bring it to pass. Amen. Amen. Saying that so strong and boldly based on the experience that I have obtained from him and from him doing things. It does not mean that I don't sometimes wander around and think about, Lord, how is it going to happen? But mm -hmm. I still come to that place to say that, Lord, I still trust you, though I don't see the way forward. And I'm not too sure who will come in here to come and save my life or bless me or to mm -hmm. ease the pressure on my life. Mm -hmm. I still trust you, oh God. Mm -hmm. And I pray that I tell him, I affirm his trust in his ears yeah. whilst I am seeing failure all around Amen. me and defeat, defeat, Amen. I mean imminent defeat around me and I still yeah. confessing his trust and his confidence and his capabilities in the midst of the defeat, Amen. in the midst Amen. of the defeat. And I still say it, and I will still say it. I will not change it. I said, mm. even though you slay me, I will still trust you. Yes. Amen. After I've been, I've been refined or passed through these things, at the end, I know for sure that your Lord, your whatever Amen. you say will be true and will be good Amen. for me. Hallelujah. Amen. And this Amen. has been almost always a testimony that he keeps revealing himself mm. through this, all because he just wants me to trust him. Hallelujah. Mm. So I give him my time 
so that my times will be in his hands and then he manages my time for me and all that i'm required to uh, to do with what he's doing is to also say i will obey father amen, obey. amen. obedience yes. so thank amen. you so much i hope this message has 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 done something good for you and i amen. pray that it stays in your heart well always ask yourself who is in control of my time who amen. is handling my time who is the one that is in charge of my time? Who is the Amen. one that is, am I the one in charge or God is the one in charge? If the Lord is in charge, then I'm asking him, Lord, what would you have me do this moment? This time that I, what do you want me to do? What do you Amen. want me to do? If he's the one in charge of you, that's the question you ask, wouldn't you? Yes. Yeah. The best question to ask. That, Lord, what do you want me to do now? I've, I've woken up from bed. Lord, let's have a chat. Let's have a conversation. I thank you for the privilege you've woken me up. I thank you for the gift of life. I now can breathe. I'm not dead. I can feel my skin. Yeah, it's here. Yeah, I can feel the pinch. If I pinch my body, yeah, yeah, it's here. I can have, I do have a little bit of toothache. Do you mind to take it out for me now so that uh -huh. I can chew off bones and all that? And then you see the healing take place. <laughs> yeah, you see the healing take place and then you can go chew your bones. And then he wants you to move to this road and you are standing there so oh, forget i'm tired it's very sunny why should i go there i need a bit of chill let me go again hey Kubera, can you come over i need some coffee and then you yeah. could not sit down there waste the time and take a left instead of you taking a right you go mm -hmm. left you see some arrows over there coming on your way you did not see and by the time you realize it hit you knock you down and you wake up lord what happened hey mm -hmm. who gives this i rebuke you in the name of jesus i saw you listen mm -hmm. if you had obeyed if you uh -huh. had obeyed to take the yeah. life or whatever route he wants you to take, you would have escaped all those nonsense that the enemy was bringing your way. Uh -huh. Wasting your time because it was not supposed to be so. Amen. Who is controlling your time? That's the message. Uh -huh. God bless you. Amen.